0: All right, folks. Well, welcome to the RunningRestaurants.com podcast, where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel. Today, we got a great Trends Talk episode for you with Ashley Bray, Content Director at the Bar and Restaurant Expo, uh, and you can find them at BarRestaurantExpo.com. We'll talk more about that. Ashley, welcome. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this will air, but I think we're going to get out there pretty quick. Um Uh, The big show is March 18th, to 20th, to 2024 in Las Vegas Convention Center. And I believe big is not an understatement. There's a lot going on, correct? Fair to say?
1: No, there definitely is. Um, Thank you for having me. First of all, Jamie, it's wonderful to be on the podcast. Um, Yeah, there's a ton of stuff going on. Uh, We have an early bird deadline that I wanted to mention at Mm -hmm. the top of the episode here um, on January 22nd it's the cheapest you can get into the show. So I would take advantage of that. Um, if you're looking to come register by the 22nd to get that early bird, um, rate, but we've got a lot of new things this year, um, come to the show. So we're excited.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, let's stay there for a second before we get into trends. Cause one of the things we're gonna do is talk three, four trends, but what's the scope of the show, the agenda, the the length of it. Does it kind of just run all day? There's special events wrapped around it. Talk a little bit about, bit, bit about that. Then we'll get into some of the trends.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an all day thing if you want it to be. Um, We have a conference program that starts actually um, on the 18th. That's it's just conference program, the 18th. And then the exhibit floor opens the 19th and the 20th. And the conference program runs all day long. The show floor is um, opens in the afternoon around noon. And then um, nighttime, if you're into it, we have platinum parties that you're welcome to attend. We have networking events. We always have a welcome kickoff party on the first night of the show. So there's something for, for everyone for sure.
0: Good. Yeah, no, it sounds like a lot of fun. All right, let's go right to the trend side. Some of the things you identified that you wanted to talk about that you're seeing and so forth. And the first one you mentioned was culinary cocktails. So what do you got going on there?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. It's kind of a like drink your cocktail and eat it too type of thing. Yeah. Um it's it's not new. Like if you think of a Bloody Mary or something like that, we've always had kind of these savory elements in cocktails, but we're seeing more of it now. Um tomato is actually a big ingredient being used in more in more cocktails. Um think of like a Caprese martini. And um, Technomic, which uh, does a lot of data and trends in this industry actually highlighted that as kind of a flavor of the year for 2024, which is interesting. So you're gonna see a lot more um, cocktails with vegetal notes, um, more interaction between the bar and the kitchen as people you know, aim to use more, more ingredients and have less waste. Costs are going up, customer visits are going down, unfortunately. So you want to use everything you are bringing into your bar or restaurant. And so if you can get use of across um, the kitchen and the bar, that's great uh mushroom and umami are flavors that also continue to trend um we're kind of seeing a a trend for asian flavors overall so that kind of fits in with that that as well um and a lot of these culinary cocktails have to do with wellness right customers yeah. are looking for functional beverages like what does this do for me other than you know quench a thirst or you know give me a chance to be social so people are looking for um adaptogens uh, collagen is a big one being put into drinks cbd um cannabis in some markets so things like that are uh, really, really trending. And we're definitely going to be covering this at the Bar and Restaurant Expo. We have a new cocktail clubhouse this year. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to be featuring live demos on trends, such as culinary cocktails, operations, things like that. We have um, some top mixologists who will be coming. And we've announced Tiffany Barrier and Eric Castro so far. So excited okay. to have them on board.
0: Nice. Yeah. I, well, I was going to ask you how it's displayed at the show, but you kind of hit on it there. There's some, I'm sure there's a... Uh... The lights, the camera, the actions, everything kind of points down and they kind of go through some demos and 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 have fun with it. Okay. Exactly. Um, uh, let's go to the next trend that you identified. Uh, no and low alcohol by volume stuff. So, what's what do you think is driving this? And and what are some of the new entrants do you think? Sure.
1: So wellness is obviously a huge component of this as well, because people are um abstaining for a number of reasons, but one of them is because they want to feel better. And unfortunately, alcohol does not typically make one feel great. So they are either um choosing to abstain entirely, but what I found interesting is there's a statistic out there that um, nearly 80% of people who drink no and low non-out cocktails also drink alcoholic cocktails. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's like they're doing a dry January thing and then they're drinking the other 11 months of the year, or, you know, I'm not drinking at this particular occasion in my life for XYZ reason. So there's um, a lot of things pushing it, I believe, but wellness is definitely one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I love this movement, and I hesitate to call it a trend because I feel like it's a movement. It's not. It's not a flash in the pan. It's not going to be here today, gone tomorrow. Um, it enables bars and restaurants to be more inclusive, so everyone has a seat at the table. Right? If you're if you're going out with a group, if you think about it, um, the restaurant you choose is going to be dictated by the person with you know, specialty, um, allergies, or if someone is not drinking and they can't get a great and not non alcohol cocktail at a certain location, you're probably not going to go there. So you, you want your bar to be chosen. You want to have a lot of options. Um, and these are, these are going beyond like your Shirley temple or kind of like infantilizing drinks, like, you know, a a Sprite people are actually making cocktails just without the alcohol in them. So people are trying to get away from the term mocktail because it's, it's almost like a, um, Derogative term. Someone's making fun of it. So a lot of people are using zero proof, um, non-alcoholic cocktails, which can be a mouthful, but you know, you can substitute it as non alco on your menu. Um, so it's, it's definitely in, in the industry right now, a lot of people are using it on their menus. Um, we're actually working on a state of the industry mm-hmm. report that's going to come out this month and almost 80% of the respondents um, out of over 200 people in our survey said that they have non-alc on their menu in some way shape or form whether it's you know a huge focus or just something that they're they're testing out so it's it's here to stay for sure
0: yeah and, and i'm sure you've seen the big brands are all all jumping on board with an entrant too it, it seems
1: 100% yeah, yeah it's yeah. yeah you it's it's mainstream at this point. It's not, you know, typically it was just like a, you know, deal, oh, duels on the bottom of the menu yeah, was there was two, like, like, one or
0: two choices on the planet. So now, yeah, uh,
1: now, not, not now story. if you show up at a restaurant and I, I actually make it a point to look at the menu and if they don't have a non out section, it's, it's almost like, what are you doing? You're missing the boat on this. And it's an upsell, right? So if I come to your restaurant, and I'm not looking to drink a cocktail and I order a water, which is, you know, $0 or Sprite, which is only a few dollars. By enabling somebody to order this elevated um, non-out cocktail, that's profit there. You're, it's an upsell that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So Yeah,
0: I like it. All right, good good stuff there. All right, let's get move into a couple operational trends. Um, and one that you identified is, and I agree with this because we dine out too much as a family, it seems, and my value equation just is, hasn't been there all the time. So value and guest experience as it relates to loyalty programs, you know, what do you see? And what are restaurants doing to make the value proposition stronger? What do you think?
1: Yeah, so um, rising costs are obviously a huge concern for um, bars and restaurants as well as the consumer. And so people are still visiting restaurants. It's just they're visiting them less frequently. So how do you get the most out of them when they do come to you? Yeah. And a lot of it is in by providing a great guest experience and through loyalty programs. I've seen a lot of people talk about this topic Um you know, at the end of the year, there was a ton of uh, trends, webinars, things like that. And people said, it's not just about saving money when you're talking about a loyalty program. Mm-hmm. It's about creating a community and it's about creating a value aside from the dollar amount for your customer. So what, what, what is driving them back in? Is it, um, you know, unique entertainment experience? You have like certain type of games. Are you showing um, a sporting event that they can't see anywhere else? For example, uh, things like that. It, and then it should also create a sense of, um, community in the sense that it's a place for people to gather, like this is your neighborhood bar or restaurant. Like you feel like you are plugged into this, you know, this community through this loyalty program, whether that's through the opportunity to earn merch, for example, um, you know, certain branding aspects like that. In our conference program, we are gonna have a couple of sessions that uh, speak to this. Yes. We're gonna have one on um, branding and we're also gonna have a ton of entertainment options and um, games on the show floor. So if that's something you're looking to bring in to kind of differentiate yourself from others, it's definitely an option.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go back to kind of just my experience lately. It's, I feel like restaurants are missing the boat in terms of that connection, the community aspect, you know, why choose you over the other? Mm-hmm. We're in a medium sized suburban market, but, but, but still I have 20, 30, 40 choices as you expand the, the choices when I choose for lunch, dinner with the family uh, or date night, whatever. Why do I choose you? Why go there? What are you doing to attract me? What's different? And, and and nobody, for lack of a better argument in my market it's doing anything special. So it's like, we just choose something, whether it's convenience location. So do something, pull me in, make, 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 make me come to you. So, so looking forward to seeing, uh, that's that sort of stuff there and talked about, let's go to employee retention. Another just gigantic issue continues to be forefront for everyone across the country. Um, are there talks on this? Are there uh, vendors that kind of highlight this sort of stuff? What do you see? Um both we have a whole um
1: as a show we're gonna have a whole track on staffing it mm. continues to be a problem it's been a problem for the last few years coming out of the yeah. pandemic as um a lot of the old guard kind of left for you know newer pastures yeah. um so labor hiring it's it's a problem what's kind of emerged in the last few years as a quote unquote solution to this issue is employee retention mm-hmm. so you're looking to um, promote from within. You need a restaurant manager, you need a bar manager, you kind of want to build what you already have in house up into that role. So it's a lot to do with um, training. It's a lot to do with programs that allow you to keep those employees. So um, things that, you know, keep employees on board are career pathing. They're looking to, you know, say, all right, I've started as a dishwasher. How do I move up? Or I've started as a hostess. How do I, uh, you know, move into a waitress role or a manager role, kind of providing a path for them and a training program to get them there. Benefits are also huge. I think one of the yeah. big things that came out of the pandemic um, was that we realized as an industry, we're not great with benefits, whether it be healthcare, whether it be 401ks, things like that. So whatever your bar or restaurant can provide to meet those employee needs is huge. Um, mm-hmm. And then treating people like assets. I mean, yeah. you think about the food and the beverage and the quality of that and, you know, all of all of these things that had up to make your bottom line, but the biggest asset in your bar or restaurant is your people. And so you need to start treating them that way and you'll find that they'll stay and they'll, they'll grow with you as a company as well.
0: Yeah. um, We hit on that in a lot of our podcasts uh, in a lot of our sessions and a lot of our content, the people, the culture, building a team, a players, you know, a players, B players, C players. Mm -hmm. You certainly want to get rid of the C players. And then can you develop B's into A's? Uh, How can you find more A's? Uh, Employee retention that you talked about is an absolute uh, great way to do it. Folks grow with your brand, show them the path. So many success stories of folks that started as a dishwasher, started as a host. Bang, 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 bang. General manager of the region, you know, controlling, you know, so so much so that that, that there is a career path for there. It doesn't have to be a transitory uh, environment for folks. So. Um, great stuff there. I'm sure there's tons and tons more going to be on the show floor. Talk about, um, your website, uh, social registration. What do you think?
1: All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so bar and is our site. Like I mentioned, um, the early bird rates are good through January 22nd. So definitely take advantage of that. If you're looking to come out to the show. Um, again, it's March 18th through the 20th. We have a couple tiers of registration. We have a VIP tier. We have, um, a conference and an expo pass. If you're looking to get some of that education as well as walk the show floor and see different products, we have a party pass. You can add on to certain things. If you're interested in the platinum parties at night, um, we have them at some of the biggest nightclubs in Las Vegas, and it's a different way to kind of, um, to see those. They open just for us. And we have a couple of, um, hours where it's just bar and restaurant expo attendees, if you have that pass. And so you kind of, Gives you a chance to kind of let loose, have fun with the industry, see those nightclubs from a different perspective. So, Wow.
0: Well, so, and you're in Vegas, so what can go we wrong? We are. <laughs> so,
1: <fun laughs> when place, in Vegas.
0: Fun place to be, big show, lots of stuff will go on. So learn a little bit, have fun a little bit, party a little bit, et cetera. Uh, Good stuff. All right, folks, that was Ashley Bray, content director at the Bar and Restaurant Expo. You can find more information on the expo as well as the registration at barandrestaurantexpo.com. So barandrestaurantexpo.com. For more great restaurant marketing, service people, and tech tips, stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. In the meantime, do us a favor, hit that like button, subscribe to us, give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts or see the show. We would certainly appreciate that. So thank you so much, Ashley. We'll see folks next time. Thanks, Jimmy.